Death Dose Recap. I'm Britt. I'm Tim. And today we are recapping Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Season 11, Episode 12. Episode 12, Circle of Distrust. Oh, that's the name, that's the name of the episode. This, um, this was a very serious episode. Yeah. I was trying to think as we were kind of just like prepping just a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I wonder what kind of fun things we can talk about. And then I realized like, oh, it's all legal drama and white privilege. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very like, serious. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Thank you for giving this to us. And once again, we have a situation where the episode really covers like pretty much just 48 hours of time. Because we pick up exactly where we left off last time, which is when Erica is having a hyperventilating attack post fighting with Garcelle and producers for continuing to goad her about Tom texting her. And so, yeah, we pick up like literally right where we left off. And that's the second to last day. And then we get. So I guess it's three days because we get that day, their last day of the trip without Erica, and then their day of meeting. Meeting, yes. Yeah. So, Which is like they kept referring to like, that was crazy yesterday. So I was like, yeah, oh my God. Who knows how many hours this have elapsed. Really serious to them that they're like calling a confront. 36, a 48, 72. Okay, whatever. My point is that we it's didn't cover a lot know. of time because there's just so much information to download here. You know? Yes. Um, so do you want to start right where we left off? Yeah. Okay. I mean, something that, you know, stands out right off the top is like the weirdness with Garcelle and Rinna of it all, which honestly, like I was surprised by. I, when, so when Erica comes back from her fit in the room, she's still like, oh my God, like the, it's just so intense, the blubbering. Yeah. And of course, now hindsight, by the end of the episode, we have so much more information of what she was flipping out about that day. Yeah. Um, but it did feel very not it was it, like, whoa, this not is so out of proportion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was some equivalency issues there. And even Kyle in her confessional says, I'm kind of confused why this is such a big deal. Right. Especially considering all of the stuff that Erica revealed to all the girls on night one yeah which garcelle brought up and again like i understand where she's coming from where she's like i felt like i was late to the party i came one day late and end up getting told by all of the other women that i missed so many gems being revealed from erica and clearly erica is in this space right now where she's just wanting to tell us everything she's ready to be honest and then it flips, and now I can't talk about exactly. This? It doesn't so make sense. So she's like, I'm just trying to jump in and participate in what I hear I've needed to be caught up on. And then, like, I can't predict that suddenly you're going to turn on me. And you can tell Garcelle is very distraught because she would never have done that on purpose, thinking that she was, like, upsetting Erica, truly. And Rena. I thought it was interesting that Rima, Rena took the the position she did where she was like, that was fucked up. Oh, I know. And when she was like, can you explain why you did that? Like, and then yeah, I was just like, really, Rena? Of all things, especially now that you were the one that revealed to all of America last week in your stories that the actual precipitous event to Erica's 
complete meltdown is a huge yelling fight she got in with the producers. Yeah. I mean, so she's basically implying like, Garcelle, if you had just not given into them and you had just not asked that question, none of the rest would have happened. And I'm like, Rena, she didn't know. And like, if anything, if you're going to blame someone, like reference the producers. But so whatever. So Garcelle is understandably like, whoa, I thought we were working on our friendship. I thought we were working on building trust. And you're kind of throwing me under the bus right now. And I already feel left out in this group and have a hard time like feeling because it is a little bit clicky just because I just feel like that's the nature of like those four girls have known each other the longest at this point. Dory, Kyle, Rinna and Erica. Yes. And so it's true. It is a hard break in, especially when your first season you chose to ally with the one new girl. And nobody else. Well, so, the two new girls in a way, because Sutton's still relatively new. Sure. So I'm just yeah. saying, like, it's not. Uh, I so. think Garcelle was making a little bit. It, it's weird. Garcelle was making a little bit more than needed to be made about, like, the division in the clique yeah. in the group. Because I, she was feeling super insecure, I think, yeah. at that point. But at the same time. She felt like everyone in this room thinks that I'm a bad person now and I did that on purpose. Yeah. And at the same time, Rinna was, I thought, completely over the line with, I mean, and, and it was weird because it was, and then it goes, she goes in her confessionals and like re-shits on Garcelle for all these, like she, Rinna took it a step further in the confessionals by saying she throws darts at people all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, give me a break. You do that too. Right. Like it's a reality show. Everyone's throwing darts. Everyone has a level of shade. Like yeah. don't like. I don't agree. make this to be out like it's just a Garcelle thing. Come right, because it's like we're you're literally we are Rena stands because in general, I do think she owns her shit. <laughs> no, yeah, not a pun, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, in general, I think she does, and people come for her so hard on the internet, and I people are psycho on the internet. It's just whatever, but. I think in general she does, but I do think that she can. Doesn't mean she's she is right. very similar. Sorry, I've lost my train of thought for a second. She is very similar to what Garcelle, what she's saying Garcelle's doing, right? Which is the dart thing. I'm like, you are literally known for putting people on blast in front of everyone. Yeah. <laughs> like, like was mentioned in Watch What Happens Live, um, a Twitter caller her person called in and asked like since when are you suddenly worried about not overstepping boundaries when you have literally been the one that's called people out in public at least four different seasons so anyway I love Rena forever but I'm was a little bit like with the whole darts thing I think Rena also can't get over that Garcelle didn't take to her right away after all the Denise shit. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's still stuff yeah, going they on. Have in their their they still have, it's not a perfect, but I thought, I just thought we were further along. So that, me too. that me too. surprised me. Yeah. Um, and then they give us a little more context, which this is before we find out about the article. This is, we end up finding that two hours earlier, Erica was telling the girls that she's waiting today for transcripts from the court case. And an article had come out about in um, Tom being forced into an involuntary bankruptcy. 
So that was announced that day. Oh my God. So like, it just gives so much perspective on why she blew up the way she did. What there was so much more that was going on through her head. And then she of course leaves at that point, which I really think was for the best. There was no reason for her to stay. Yeah. I disagree in a way. I, I, I guess I just, well, if that's all she was going to do for me for the next two days is just blubber about how hard her life is, but never actually give us any real substance. My issue with it. I mean, yes, overall it's probably better that she left her, the timing of her comings and goings with the release of information has been suspect all year and only gets more suspect. And so that's the thing that bothers me where it's like, how come you're never around when everyone figure gets all this release of new information and they are left to pick up the pieces. And if you're not there, then let's stop. Like I'm seeing a lot of, I've, I've been seeing some stuff on Twitter about people saying like, People like the rest of the cast, like they don't, uh, Erica doesn't owe them anything. We don't. And I'm like, no, you're never around when they're figuring out this information. And so they're left to pick up the pieces and try to conjecture all by themselves. Anyone would do that. Any group of friends, any, everyone does it all the time. Like, and especially if you are, if this shit is coming out on a daily basis to the masses, And then they are going to Erica consistently and kind of being met with like very vague half truths, like some revealing things that don't line up with anything they used to know about her. And then like a bunch of brick walls where we can't go there, you know? Yeah. So, okay, I'm going to really try and stay in order. I know I keep like jumping ahead because it's just like obviously Erica is the crux of things, but we need to like, I want to be chronological. So we do have... Basically, after Erica leaves and after, like, the old school girls go out and comfort her and say goodbye to her and Garcelle has her moment inside, blah, blah, then the girls, like, disperse until dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ruth Chris feast. And they all get dressed up, of course, on a varying spectrum. I do need to concede that Crystal this evening was dressed like she was in a board meeting. Mm. And for all people can talk all their shit they want on Dorit wasting a highly expensive and <laughs> intense, uh, sexy club outfit to a small girl's dinner. But I personally am like, again, like we've said so many times before, this is a staple of the housewives, specifically of Beverly Hills. Glam is expected around every corner. We can do varying levels of glam, but Crystal hasn't fully, she still has not fully surrendered to the memo. And I need her to work on it because I can tell she has a sense of style or her stylist does, but it's just like, it's all the same. Maybe Crystal's outfit was so unforgettable that I literally didn't even register. It was, it was so unforgettable. The only reason I decided to pay attention is because when you compare With, it to everyone Yeah, else. like I was watching each girl having her separate entrance and like, ooh, what level are they going tonight? Like, everybody looked like a bay. I mean, I guess Kathy. Uh, Kathy's kind of on her in, own. But that's expected. Kathy's on her own <laughs> She's held to a different standard because she's Kathy Hilton. Well, obviously, because of what they talk about at dinner, she's held to a different standard than some of the oh, other girls. Oh, right, um, right. Garcelle and Dorit, for me won the best looks of the night 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, where would you want to wear? I liked Kyle's outfit too. It's a pandemic. Where I'm else she should get to wear the this, exactly? You know, I'm like, like, come on. We haven't all gone out in like a year at this point. Um, I'm also obsessed with Brenna's giant cheetah poncho blanket comforter. Yeah, it's like a it's a. <laughs> I don't know. It was a couture snuggie <laughs> yeah. is what I gathered. Totally. It was a couture snuggie. Oh, Rena, you just kill me. You can pull off any outfit, in my opinion. Um, okay. So we sit down to eat our Ruth Chris and Rena starts expressing her distress again at what happened today and that she's still just really upset. And then that's when she looks at Garcelle and kind of blatantly calls her out and is like, I mean, is there anything you can own in it? And I was just like, this is very rich coming from you, Rena. I know. Like, I just was like, are you joking me right now? It's one. And here's the thing. This is my issue. Because, I mean, seriously, people on the Internet come for Rena every week psychotically. It's like Denise Richards has a little cyber army. I don't know if she's using the same, like, troll station as, like, the Saudi prince. But seriously, we're going into MBS territory now. I mean, we just did. But seriously, these trolls are insane. And every week, like I try to, you know, obviously Twitter is an angry place. That's a very small percentage of the actual American population. But I like to check it just to cross reference. Like, what are people talking about and feeling? And the way people come for Rena every week, like, and it's always this obsessive comparison each week to the way she dealt with Denise Richards, her friend of 20 years, and blah, 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 and she's full of shit. And it's like a constant re-referencing back. And I've, I'm always trying to like reasonably, you know, like take it in. And even though I like Rena, regardless, like, okay, is there any truth in what they're saying? And I just constantly come back to like, is it so crazy that someone got so vigorously called out for something and truly lost a friendship, a real friendship. And she has expressed so much remorse about what happened and how she handled that and what she learned from that. And so I'm just like, everyone, like, it is fucking possible that she learned something from the trauma of last year and is choosing to go about this differently. It doesn't mean that she's choosing Erica over Denise. Like, I'm just People baffled. Are just well, I guess I'm just baffled since you took us down this path. Why are we still talking about Denise? Ugh. Like, not. I mean, it's not. Doesn't really get brought up on the show that much. But I guess up on it's on the internet constantly. So I mean, this woman was on Beverly Hills for one season, right? And, and she she's was not, like refusing and, to be in a bunch of scenes. And like, I don't know. It's just <sighs> there's so many people that like can gum in and out of these franchises yeah. and it, like I think people it, just the equivalency let it go. of like the proportionality of what we which we are talking about Denise just does not make sense to no, me. No, it doesn't. I mean, it's because of who she is yeah. and how weird. Yeah. Props to Garcelle though for just saying what needed to be said in that moment yeah. and moving on yeah. because like that did not Need, to, uh, go need to go into a huge thing, and she was like, "I just said what I need to say to shut her up." And <laughs> yeah. like, thank, sometimes thank that God. needs to happen. Yeah. Sometimes that needs to happen for the greater good of the whole group. Going high road, and yeah, I, 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 and uh, 
I feel like Garcelle was so clearly full of remorse for what she made Erica feel. Yeah. And yeah, she was. It was and an I honest just felt like, mistake and it shouldn't Lisa, even been a mistake. It's none of your business to bring this up at the table now. Like she told you, she said when on the couch that she texted Erica already and said, sorry. And that she wasn't expecting a response from her. So, Brenna, like, chill out. So I will say, all, I, I don't even know why I went down the Twitter tangent because then I ended up weirdly defending Rena again because overall I still defend Rena. Like, I think she's an authentic person, no matter how loony she can be. Yes. Um, Authentically loony. Yes. But this moment at the table, I just was like, Rena, what are you doing? Stop. Yeah. And then, it oh, do you have any more thoughts on that? No, I was, I was, the only thing I was going to say is I think Rinna's, sometimes her personality and the way that she speaks yeah, really kind of like is a poking in a thing like I, that, that I take, for example, uh, Garcelle saying that she texted. So Garcelle comes out and says, yeah, you know, I texted Eric. I apologize. And then Rinna goes, oh, did you text her? Oh, so you text her. Oh, did, and it's just like, yeah. I just said I texted her yeah. to apologize. Yeah. Like, you, you get what yes. I'm saying? Like, you're harping. Yes, the harpingness. So anyway, that's yeah, all I'll and say. I do, yeah. I do think that maybe some people see that as performative. That's in her mind. That's her way of playing her role on the show. And I mean, if anything was, if anybody was savvy enough, it's her. I mean, with her overall show business success she has no problem filling any role to make the dough so I mean I guess there's a possibility that that's happening sometimes and she is so I mean she is like Teflon at this point when people coming for her yeah so but I tend to still think that most of the time she's she doesn't mean to be so off putting. but you can see how people yes you like can I could see how, see how I, I, I'm with Garcelle in being like get off my back yeah in this exchange I'm with Garcelle for sure um then we have an interesting situation where Kathy decides to bring up the I don't see color quote that she heard about she heard that there was a conversation in the past where this was said and she wants to talk about it. This makes this no sense. Okay, so this odd. makes no sense to me. I didn't one, understand. One, because the conversation at the dinner table starts out and says starts up by saying they're gonna play a game. Right. There's no game that really no gets game played. Ever presented itself. Secondly, the genesis of this conversation was. First of all, this conversation was weeks ago that this so happened. So many weeks ago. The genesis of Literally this like two led to, other than the Erica Jane drama, the biggest drama that has happened on this show this season. Yeah. Multiple, it spread into multiple events. Yeah. It spread into multiple tears and storm off and was a hot button it, that it right. laid the groundwork for Sutton and Crystal's drama. Yes, and why will, are we bringing it up now? And I will also add to that that Crystal had a friendship with Kathy before shooting. So like I it just felt weird like did Kathy just wake up today and decide that she was going to like try to do what the producer said her job was, which is to like every now and then throw a little something in the fire. Like I was just so bewildered. Because I'm just like, even the way you're bringing this up is so bizarre. Um, and yeah, it's like this was 
finally squashed. There was at least, I mean, I guess like the crazy shit that happened after with the, with the walking in on Crystal and her feeling violated ended up taking over the way more important conversation um, in their drama story, you know? Anyways, very weird. I get exactly where, Ka- I mean, Kathy's coming from a very like predictable and naive place in our opinion, you know, like when she was saying that she's speaking about her experience, I've always been raised this way. I, she's trying to say, I just want to let you know that I view you as equal to me. But again, so we're retreading this conversation, but it's with a different center and it's with someone that is really good at playing innocent and dumb. Whereas Sutton is always coming from that neurotic defensive place which just doesn't play as well and makes other people get riled up faster and feel dismissed faster. I am so happy Sutton stayed out of this conversation. Oh, me too. Like, thank God yeah. to, for you to just sit there at the end of the table, be quiet. You're not jumping in anymore. There's no need for you to jump in. Yeah. Like, it is. it was interesting to see, like, the reaction... <laughs> That, uh, the differences in reaction from other people towards Kathy than towards Sutton. Yeah. Um, for essentially saying the same thing that Sutton said. Um, but one was really, again, it's so much of things is delivery. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, Kathy was at least seemingly coming from a place of more authentic curiosity. We'll never understand why she woke up today and decided to do this. Like, it will never feel organic to me. So that will always make me cock my head a bit. Yeah. But she at least comes at things from, like, at least feigning curiosity. Like, I heard this, and I don't, it doesn't, I can't quite make sense of it. Blah, 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 blah. Well, and in fairness, too, Garcelle handles this a lot better than Crystal Uh, handed her situation. You know? Um. Marcel is just so classy and graceful with these conversations. She yeah, just is. She is. She is. She's and, so patient. And, you know, you can tell, you could tell how, like, Kyle has learned some things yeah. in the last year and in the last couple months, specifically yeah. because of the way that she kind of, like, jumps to the defense of... Garcelle's point of view and like what actually is happening. Right. And trying to like explain for her sister, but also explain to her sister. Exactly. Exactly. So I it was less inflammatory yeah, because it really of, was. but there are still some head scratching statements. Yeah. Especially by Dorit. <gasps> I was like, Dorit. Stop. Just stop. Just please stop. Just, just be quiet. Just shut your mouth. The classic, I know someone. I mean, the thing is, we all know, I mean, it's just become such a trope, the whole, like, I have a, I have a black friend. My mother's best or, friend is black. But then the, the fact that she chose to do a degree of separation and yeah. still brag about it is hilarious to me. <laughs> ah, my mom's best friend is black. Okay, that doesn't tell me literally anything about you. Also, uh, <laughs> if you're starting a sentence with, we have so many multicultural people that work for us. No, and when she says nothing else after that no, is gonna be no, well received. I'm like, are you kidding me? I've had a lot, a lot of black and Hispanic and Latinos. I've had. Uh, stop! Just stop! You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just bad. And you know, 
Some people might think that that's like language policing. I view it like we learn more and more every, you know, as we live, how we can use our language to be more inclusive and sensitive to all. And unfortunately, statements like this can be very, <laughs> it sort of shows your own ass without you even knowing that it's happening, you know, because yeah. you're basically saying, well, actually, I... I was raised to see no difference. And, you know, I've had lots of blacks and Hispanics in my home working for me. My mom has a black best friend. It's the... <laughs> so bad. Like, you know, uh, we say, like, this is a perfect example of, like, just shut your mouth and listen to the other people right, at the table. Right, Like, listen to their experience. So, no like, one's this asking is for up. you more and more yeah on different franchises yeah and it's and it's good but it is so painfully obvious when white people try to put themselves into the story right and have to like feel the need to explain away why they don't fit into what we're talking about or right. why it doesn't apply to and them. it's what like it no one was accusing you of yeah, anything just, just be quiet we're speaking to a broader more structural and like nefarious thing that seeps into people's unconscious no one is looking at you saying you are racist you know so i yeah it's very telling when someone feels the need rather than sitting back and just listening to the human that is experiencing what it's like um and just letting and taking it in and letting that like change the way you view things because you know that you could never categorically ever understand what it's like to not have white skin you feel the need instead to like jump in and be like i know some people with black and brown skin and it's like why do you need to make this about um but garcelle i did think handled it really like just really maturely and really kindly, but firmly, you yes. know, it was just like, this is my experience. Um, it's so cool that you view me as equal and that you got to be raised viewing me as equal, but I need you to see that I might not move through the world and be treated equally by others. And that's a reality that I've experienced for my entire existence. And if you keep trying to equate your experience with mine, you're actually diminishing mine. And you're making me feel like there's nothing unique to my experience. And like my trials and tribulations are just the same as yours. And they're yeah. just not. Yeah. Um, which I thought she like expounded on really beautifully in her interview where she was like, look. Uh, my blackness is what people see first. No one notices your whiteness like you get you. No one is paying attention to that. They get straight to the core of who you are. For me, I walk through a room and my intelligence isn't leading. My personality isn't leading. My skin is the first thing people know about me, you know, and notice and thus all of the things that can happen from that. And then, of course, sharing her real experience of like the truest way to just be honest of like, is there a difference between the white and black experience? is did you have to teach your five-year-old child that they could get killed by cops if they don't do everything in exactly a perfect way and even that might not be enough? Yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah. That's, and, that, and that's yeah. just a fact, like, yeah. for her that, you know, we'll never understand. So 
I thought that that was powerful. And I like, I think like you, you know, like heart started racing when Kathy brought it up in such a seemingly sort of casual and naive and out of touch way. I was just getting so stressed. Like, are you kidding me? We're back here. Like, this was like the first five episodes of the season. I thought we were so past this. Yeah. Um, but then ended up being like at least pleasantly surprised with the way that it was handled broadly. Yeah. And gosh, poor Garcelle, like, has been through the ringer today. I know. And she goes to bed like right after dinner. Yeah. It's like the day started She's with like, me I'm being exhausted. being accused of like bringing all this up to goad Erica or to create drama. Now I'm explaining like white privilege to everyone and yeah. like, goodness gracious, I I'm going to bed. I just want to eat my fucking Ruth steak. Chris. Yeah. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> then we have our last day of the trip. Of course, all the women wake up to the explosive LA Times article that I think is like the most longest investigative article that we that has come out up until this point. And this is where it like really, yes. really, and really, really not, digs in. It's not a page six article. No. <laughs> it, yeah, it's it is an like, expose from the LA Times. Which I did find it hilarious that the women were so stressed at how long it was. I was oh like, my God, <laughs> I know. And I mean, I just, it's so much, but like, I just, I can't, uh, it's so long. I'm like, guys, I, you can read like this is one of your closest friends. How are you not just shutting the fuck up and reading it? They're acting like the fact that it's so long is a barrier oh. to them knowing the truth. When, and I'm like, no, or you could just say, shut up and we're going to read it right now. When Sutton came down <laughs> and Rena and yes. Kyle were so overjoyed that Sutton had read the whole <laughs> yeah. thing. They're like, so thank that, God we don't have to. Yeah. So that she just could explain it the to them. Notes. Oh, my God. I know. So, um, obviously this is when things get a lot deeper and when the women are starting to truly have to consider not only like, uh, like I think the, they have been really operating benefit of the doubt up until now that there's, that it is completely possible for someone in a marriage like Erica to be clueless to the finances. But this is when the true consideration starts happening amongst all of them of, wait, was she straight up complicit, like a part of it actively? Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the first time that we really hear all of the details about the money that Tom stole and who yeah. he stole it from. The so I feel a little stupid because in the past few weeks we have said like no one's talking about the victims. And I think this is the first time that we are mm. actually hearing about the victim. We okay. knew about the victims. Right. Okay. But I think this is the first time that really it's get it the the details of his shittiness and like yeah. fraud and everything like are who coming really to light. Impacted. Exactly. Who so I think really that this dupes. is the first time and now yeah. everyone's like, whoa, okay. Well, and I think the most damning thing from that time is that there's record financially of him making payments of up to $20 million directly into EJ Global, which is Erica Jane's LLC. And that's the big, that's the big, um, you know, MacGuffin, if you will, <laughs> to this whole thing. Well, that's where you go like, okay. <sighs> I could believe all the way up to this point that you were very disconnected from the finances of Tom. But 
It's a little less easy for me to believe when I know how important her Erica Jane-ness, like as a brand and as her own independent thing has been to her over the last five to 10 years, it is really hard for me to think that she did not know that $20 million was being deposited in chunks into her LLC. Yeah. I just don't understand that. And even one of the women said like, oh, Kyle, she's like, I don't care how rich your your husband is. If you have, we all have LLCs. And when you have an LLC, you know what's going on with it and you know what is in there. Yeah. And it's just a really bad look when they do our little flashback and all of the excess and luxury that she lives her life in. My family has two planes. My biggest yes moment of this episode, because I had written this down and I was going to make the point on here, but Garcelle made the point for me 100%. Okay. You get, with an article of this magnitude, you're going to get a heads up because they're going to want your comment on it. Yeah. So... The fact that she flipped out on Garcelle, the day before, locked herself in the bathroom, was hyperventilating, decided to leave, all makes so much more yes. sense. Yes. And you can't deny it. Yeah. Like, totally. That looks shady AF. Like, right. Yeah. The fact that she chose to leave. And she, I thought it was interesting when she said she was leaving. She's like, I have some things I need to deal with. And at that moment, I was like, oh, yeah, like finding out what happened in the lawsuit from this morning in Chicago or whatever that you apparently didn't know about. But clearly you must have known about it. And then, you know, now this it's like, oh, my God, you knew there was an L.A. Times article coming out, whether you knew it was coming out this day. I'm pretty sure you would know that. But at the least, you would have known it was coming out this week. And. uh, Yeah, it is very interesting, I think, because. She, I mean, she obviously knew every single day she has sort of been at the center of what the girls are all checking in on. Yeah. And part of it has been every day there's been a new article that's come out that then the girls have really tr- delicately tried to um, debrief with her. And you haven't been around when they're finding out this information. So, of course, they're going to, like I said earlier, like draw their own conclusions and try to figure out what's going on here. Right. Do you think the better play here would have been to before she left say hey you know at some point there's going to be this big la times article i can't talk about it i can't get into it um don't believe everything you know like this is being litigated right now i would ask that you would like like do you think it would have been better for her to like prep them I mean, I th- of course I do on a personal level. I just don't know anything about, you know, like true. The legalese. Yeah, like legal yeah. liabilities and all of it. Like I don't. And with the cameras rolling, like I don't know. But I would think yes, because at the end of the day, the girls were all on camera when they saw it and she knew they were going to see it while they were, they were still at the same house. by it. Yeah. Um, And then, I mean, it's even interesting. The girls were very fixated on the fact that it used the term Ponzi scheme. Yeah. I think that that made them feel like, wow, 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 wow. There's some real on purpose fraudulent activity going on over a long period of time here. Um, So segue 
A day goes by, apparently. They go home, and Sutton, the investigative citizen journalist that she is, she read this article like a million times and decides that she wants to call a meeting of all the girls without Erica and ask if Dorit could host, which we just need to take a little bit of a tangent to say <laughs> that I loved when Rena said Dorit is the classic version. It like all of this because, OK, Dorit says this is just like, I just threw this totally together impromptu with just everything that I just had in the fridge. So, <laughs> and it's like, we've got nice cocktails in their Chanel glasses. We've got a beautiful spread with like an abundant charcuterie board, all of these different things. I'm like, suddenly, she has a helper there. An assistant, yeah. And I just love how Rena's like, Dorit, is acting like the hosting version of, oh, this old thing. And I was like, yes, that's exactly the perfect way to put it. Yeah. I mean, and Dory can't do anything casually. No. And if she did, it would be upsetting. So I appreciate that she's consistent. Um, But yeah, once Sutton arrives, she's just like jumps in like. Have we been duped? <laughs> Investigator... Sutton. Yeah, she's like, let me, I'm like hosting this meeting. Let's just get into it. So, she's cut cork board and red string. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, a homeland moment. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, she's basically just explaining that since she's left La Quinta, she's been processing everything that they were told by Erica, read the article a bunch of times. She's obviously questioning and really thinks it's possible that Erica was complicit and that Erica has been lying to them. And so she's feeling like, are we all getting wrapped up in something or dragged into something by her? I get what she's saying in that when she left the trip, she looked back at the way that Erica told stories, the, what stories didn't make any fucking sense, et cetera, and started to ask what we've been asking, which is like, are you using us as pawns in your weird strategy for your future legal arguments? Yeah. And... How do we take anything you're saying at face value? Yeah. Or so are we yeah, are we complicit? Like, are we gonna get in trouble? No, but that see that when I felt like she's sort of inches over there, I don't get that. No, me neither. I'm just I was saying that that's like, what, what she was trying to about? that's what she was trying to get at is like, should we be like I don't even feel comfortable being around her? And, and she's specifically like, her last quote of the show. I just love that they teased us with this the whole time and we literally get it as the last line of the show. We don't even get to see the real thing till next week. So annoying. But she said, I'm not sure how much I want to be around my friend at this time. And I'm like, what was that? Very weird. My friend. Like, no, I think you're kind of telling us that you're questioning your friendship. And your friend yeah. right now. So I don't really know why you're using that language. Yeah. It, it was, was just very, a weird yeah, thing to emphasize. It was very bizarre. But I just, yeah. So we have no idea like how the girls are going to take that. And that's literally where they leave us. But is there something I'm missing? I don't know. From that? the Sutton. And yeah. I don't know. I think she just doesn't want to like somehow be held crim criminally liable. Well, I don't know. I just think it's that just, makes no It's sense. very bizarre. It doesn't make sense. Well, the my other theory is like she's watching 
Erica unravel, like the story is unraveling in the public, right? And she's seeing how people are reacting on the internet. And I mean, I think that she's definitely suspicious of Erica now, but I don't know. There was this part of me that's just like, is she more trying right now? Because you know how you hear that the girls get to choose who they shoot with and Mm. that some girls will boycott scenes with certain other stars. I feel like it's happened multiple times in Atlanta. Okay. And I think I've heard of it happening in New York. Um, And so I was just like, is she trying to basically, because there's been girls that have gotten completely pushed out because none of the other wives, because they basically made an agreement off camera that they were not going to shoot with her. And so the way that she presented that, like, should we all... I kind of felt like she was like, should we all agree that we're not going to shoot with her right now and give her a platform to make everybody feel bad for her when it could be just total shady strategizing for her legal stuff? That's a good point. I hadn't I hadn't I thought, thought about, about that it right now. Wow. Just came to me. That's amazing. Download. Um, <laughs> no, that's I mean, that could be very possible. That's going deep. That's peeling the layers back of the onion there. Yeah, I mean this is the most speculative thing in the entire world because we got cut off right when the conversation started. Yeah. But we'll see how it plays out next week. Yeah. Interesting to think about. So next week's obviously going to be soups, juicy soups, juicy. I think all of the women are definitely agreeing together that they like deserve more information. Yeah. And it seems like they're going to put Erica in the hot seat. And I'm not mad about it. No. I'm definitely, like, I don't, I'm I'm sure you can hear. I'm acknowledging that every week I step closer to feeling that Erica was somehow more nefariously involved in this plot. Okay. Okay? I still will never believe that she knew the whole scope. But... There's certain things that I just am starting to feel like are undeniable. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's just these stories, just none of them make sense. She's being sketchy as hell. Yes. Do you have any other thoughts? Um, Harry Hamlin's acrylic nails. Oh, good lord! To to play guitar, I'm like, I literally when I go get my nails done sadly asked them to cut them all the way down because it's so hard to play guitar with longer nails. He wants tough AF I guess nails. I use the pick. Yeah. It's hard. It's I hard don't have me. anything to say no, other than Harry Hamlin's acrylic speechless. nails. <laughs> it basically left me Couldn't speechless. Couldn't end the pod without just <laughs> dropping that. Make of it what you will. Yeah, and also we would I would say Watch What Happens Live after this week was thoroughly entertaining. Rinna was on it. And I would say, you know, a lot of times when you have a housewife from the franchise go on, watch what happens live the night after their episode, a lot of times they're on there to be a politician, right? Like when Sutton was on there, she acted totally weird and vague and effusive and like didn't give a real opinion on anything. Rinna was here to not mince words and she was honest and she was like... Yeah, I just really appreciated it. It was we don't, a great episode. Like, we love Watch What Happens Live, but we don't always feel like it really gives us any added info for this. But I feel like it gave great Rena perspective on a lot. Yeah. Um, and if you're a Drag Race fan, Jackie Cox, infamous Lisa Rena impersonator, makes an appearance. It is glorious seeing her in the same room as Rena is a true and pure delight. 
It's great. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's all I got. So, um, yeah, have a great week, and we will talk to you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.